And so we say, glory to God in the highest. And the first time that prayer was prayed was when the angels came because why? Baby Jesus was down in the little stable. And the angels came and they sang glory to God in the highest and peace to his people on earth because heaven and love was coming to rescue the world. Middle earth, right? And the battle between what? The battle between love and hatred. Whoosh. Because right away there's an innocent baby who is the lamb who is coming to give his life. And Herod what? What does King Herod want? Herod hears that a king is born and Herod is afraid of what? Herod's afraid of that baby. You know? Herod is afraid of the baby. Herod is the world. He stands for the world. And what does he want to do? Kill the baby. Right? And so Mother Mary has to get on a mule and what? Travel to another land and escape. Escape what? Because it's not time for baby Jesus to die. And so after the glory to God in the highest, we have scripture. And everybody sits down, what? To listen to the word of God. But do we listen? Do we listen? Do you listen? Does anybody, can anybody remember? I bet you you do. I bet you some kids here do. Can you remember any of the scriptures from this Sunday? Can anybody, not the one coming, the one that we had, can anybody remember anything that they were about? This is where I need to have a prize. Just raise your hand if you can remember something from the scriptures. Good. Right back there. Good job. This is, this is a trick to remembering the scriptures. It's called pick a word. And what you do is you pick a word out of those Sunday scriptures. Next Sunday when you all go to church, follow along and get your Bible verse for the week. So mine is this. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That was in the scriptures last week. I knew I was doing this talk. Just kidding. <laughs> and after, the, after you listen to the scriptures, then we say the creed. I believe. And when you pray that creed, you have to remember that that creed is what Jesus Christ died to give you. And then after you say what you believe, then we enter into bringing up the gifts. And when, when they bring up the gifts, your life is brought up and your life's put on the altar. And I remember one time, when I was putting my stuff on, I was learning about how to put your life on the altar. Priest was teaching us that we unite our lives to what's going to happen on the altar. And this is where he said, you know those prayers that you want to have answered? You put those prayers up on that altar, and you got to pray with faith. He said, all these Catholics go to church on Sunday, or they don't go anymore because they lost their faith, because when they went to church, they never prayed, they never asked for anything, so nothing ever happened. Do you get it? So they don't go anymore because nothing ever happened. Well, nothing ever happened because they didn't ever think anything was going to happen, so nothing ever happened, right? And they lost their faith. But was it because Jesus didn't show up? Or was it because they showed up but they weren't there? They didn't believe. You get it? Isn't this a waste of our time on Sunday? Poor, you think about poor you all these years coming to church and not knowing you should pray with faith and get some prayers answered, right? Think about poor God with all these people sitting in church and all he wants to do is what? And he starts, want to pour that grace down, give them new life, give them better relationships. Come on, whack. See, 
you're sorry, would you? You know? <laughs> God's like, come on, just figure it out. Do you know there's more people in heaven and in purgatory and probably hell that have figured it out? Let me clue you in on something. This world's like a hotel. We're not here for that long. The Bible says 70, 80 years if you're lucky. Guess what? I'm 48, and it's great. You know? The ticker's running. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I'm like, holy smokeriners. Yeah, we start thinking about this stuff when we get older. So what happens is this. You put those prayers up on your altar. So this priest was teaching me how to do this, so I thought, well, I'll try it out. Went home for Christmas, and my mom is sick, and she has a trip planned with her girlfriends to go to Florida. Now my dad's a doctor, okay? So this is the deal. My mom has raised eight kids. That's a lot of work. My mom is traveling with her best friends to Florida, right? And she has a husband who's very nervous because her blood platelets are so low that if she gets cut, she could, you know what platelets do? They clot the blood. They're at 60 or 70. If she gets cut, she can bleed to death. So my dad is telling my mom, sorry, you cannot go to Florida. You may be next year, but we got to get you some medicine and we got to get this built up. It takes a month to build those back up again. So my mom's upset because she's lived with a doctor who makes her eat chicken and fish her whole life. <laughs> and she's just sick of it, right? So she says, um, when I get back to Florida, you can put me on any medicine you want, but I'm going to Florida. Okay, I'm the middle child. I come home. He takes me in one corner, and he tells me, you got to talk to your mother, right? She takes me in there. Up and, you have to talk to your father. This is ridiculous. I go, Mom, it has to do with blood platelets and stuff. She's like, I don't care. <laughs> so they're going back and forth, back and forth. It's Christmas Eve. And I go over to Christmas Eve Mass, and I kneel down, and I remember what Father told me. And I put my mom up on that altar and her blood. And I'm praying away, and I said, I, was, I prayed like this. Just pray like this. That's how you pray. You talk to God. Talk to him in your own heart. I said, Lord, you know that mom worked so hard to raise all of us kids. She never got to go very many places with her friends, and dad doesn't travel. And, well, you know she really wants to go with her friends. And Jesus, when you heal her blood, will you heal it so good that dad knows it's really healed because he still won't let her go? And I put that prayer up there. And then this is what happens. All the prayers are up on the altar. The priest comes to the consecration. On Sunday, this is where you kneel down. The reason why you kneel down is because all the angels are going to come down when the holy, holy, holy Lord God Almighty, when you say those words, the angels from heaven come down. There's some saints who could see the angels come around the altar to adore Christ. And the reason why we're kneeling is so that we can adore him too. Not just with our kneeling, but with our heart. Then the priest puts his hands over the bread, and he says, he calls upon the power of the Holy Spirit. It's called the epiclesis, but the reason why you need to know about it is so you're not bored, okay? So you're kneeling there, the priest 
puts his hands over, he starts calling upon the power of the Holy Spirit, same Holy Spirit that what created the whole world, the whole universe, same Holy Spirit who overshadowed the Blessed Mother, baby Jesus in her womb, right? Holy Spirit can handle this stuff. It's not a big deal for the Holy Spirit to put Jesus in that bread, okay? It's not, for us it's a big deal because we're like, Jesus, how can you get in bread? Okay, but Jesus, he's got it down. He's got it down. Okay, sorry about that. I want him to get that point. Sorry, scared him. Okay, this is... <laughs> <laughs> Good thing they're not videotaping this. They'd be like, get her out of that church. Just get it. No, I want you to get this, though. I really want you to get this. Because we're smart in America, right? We all go to school, high school and college. How many people are going to go to college? Okay, most college kids lose their faith because they think, they think God is not smart enough to be in charge of science or something like that. Do you know what I'm talking about? So St. Thomas said it's this. So smart kids, listen up. In the Eucharist, there is a metaphysical reality. Everybody repeat after me. There is a metaphysical reality. Got to have this ready. Okay? Meta means deeper. Physical, you know what that is. There is a reality that is deeper than the physical reality of that bread. It's a metaphysical reality. So this is the deal. I need my helper again. Sorry. Stand up. Give me five. You're good. You're going to heaven. You're on the right track. Okay? Tanner, I take you, right? I spray paint your hair green. All right, then I blow them up, all his clothes, change everything, change his skin tone, change his shoes. When Tanner walks in, you can't even tell it's him anymore. You with me? Okay, the physical reality has changed, right? Is it still Tanner? Yes, it's still him. He's in there, right? Sorry, I hit you. Forgive me. Okay, sit down. St. Thomas Aquinas says this, in the Holy Eucharist, it's the exact opposite. The bread remains looking like bread. The chemicals are still bread, but the substance, transubstantiation, transforms into the body, blood, soul, and divinity in one little wafer. Mm -hmm. That is the miracle of the Eucharist. And in a few minutes, Father is going to put Jesus in that beautiful gold monstrance. And Jesus is going to sit there and he's going to smile at you. And what you need to do is say, Jesus, are you really there? 